Welcome to the heartland of America, as the World Wrestling Federation presents the first ever King of the Ring extravaganza. Tonight, eight of the toughest superstars of the WWF will bang heads in a grueling single elimination tournament to determine once and for all who is the King of the Ring. folks welcome to uh, talking tourneys i am one of your hosts sam and with me per usual is dan dan how you doing i'm doing fantastic man how about you i'm tired i'm tired it is sunday when we're recording this um we we kind of bounce around timing but it feels like this weekend kicks my butt i don't know about you yeah, as I told you, I've been having a little bit of cold, so I am I'm a little sleepy myself. But I, I, I'm going to say I felt bad listening to your latest "We Don't Know Wrestling" podcast because you st- talk about how you're like I like to be in bed nine o'clock at the latest, and I'm like I'm making this guy record eight o'clock at the earliest every week. <laughs> eight o'clock is good. Eight o'clock is a solid okay. to- start time for me. All right, it's when we start getting into the ten o'clocks and nine o'clocks, even nine o'clock I can deal with. It's the ten o'clocks where it's like, man. I don't love it because I have to take sometimes work calls at 10 o'clock and nine o'clock because I'm talking to people from different parts of the world where it's not 10 o'clock for them. It's 8 a.m. Um, so my life is just a constant battle with my sleep schedule. Speaking of different time zones, what time is it in Germany? I have zero clue. Do you know? Oh, I have no idea either. I just Come on, you can't whip that one out. Professional. professional. <laughs> and like, what were you expecting to happen there, Dan? I, I think in my mind you were going to instantly know what time it was in Germany. Why? I put them on my faith in you. That, that's a lot of faith for someone that's... It's 2.17 a.m. right now in Germany. That's what it says. Them, me too. All right. That's what it's saying. They are seven... And that's why we couldn't get anyone who was there live to jump onto the show. Yeah. Yeah, well, there are there are people from all over that go to the sixteen carat tournament. Did we ta- say what tournament we're doing this episode? I don't think we. I don't think we said it yet. Perfect. We're gonna be doing WXW's sixteen carat tournament from two thousand and eleven. Took place across March eleventh through March thirteenth. I would say this is 
full swing. This tournament takes place in Germany, the over the Turbenhall and Oberhausen. It's that's technically Dutchland, but you know, we're gonna run and roll with it. This kind of full swing of hey, 16 karat, it's a big deal. It's one of the premier tournaments in independent wrestling. What was your kind of perspective coming to this this episode, Dan? What's your history with the tournament? I have watched 16 karat tournaments, um, but I, I know for a fact that I have not seen 2011. Um, I have made, I've watched every ambition, I know for a fact, or, or, or at least close to them. And then I've cherry-picked what I think I would like out of more recent 16 karat goal, but I don't think I've seen this one before. Yeah, and that for me, this is one of my sort of favorite tournaments from this time period, at least before we get, I guess, get to the ratings and whatnot, since that'll be a lot later into this episode. Like at the time, it definitely was one of those standout tournaments up there with your King of Trios 2011, 2012. So it was definitely one that had a big impact and had lots of the fly ins of wrestlers that I was really big into. 2011 being the year. I graduated high school. So there was a lot of like, okay, this is my adolescent brain. What's what's working? What's making the, the, the brain go burr here? With guys like David Richards, maybe not the peak of his powers, but close to it. Sammy Callahan, Al Generico, Zack Sabre Jr. to an extent. So this term is definitely also kind of a, a highlight to me for some wrestlers I wasn't aware of at the time. And, have intro me to some of this, the folks in the scene over in WXW. But with that, let's get into the lineup. Sound good, Dan? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we have, and we're just going to run through it. Carnage, Yoshihito Sasaki, Colt Cabana, Adam Cole, Go Shizaki, Big Man Walter, known as Gunther these days, Davey Richards, Tommy and aka Aleister Black, Al Generico, aka Sami Zayn, Zack Saber Jr., Mark Haskins, Johnny Moss, Rico Bushido, John Ryan, Sammy Callahan, and Kataro Suzuki. Dan, initial thoughts on that lineup right there. I mean, it's it's a good lineup. Um, I'm not as familiar with the Johnny Moss and the John Ryans of the tournament. Um, but obviously, you know, I know Walter and Cole and, and, uh, I believe we spoke of my love. Oh, this would have been the new Japan episode that we did. I spoke of my love of Steve Carino's world one. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Yoshihito Sasaki was, was the, he was the young boy ace of that promotion. Really? He definitely had a match with Josh Daniels for sure. Okay. And I loved it at the time. I'm sure. Um, and then obviously Generico is one of my favorite ever. And so, I'm, you know, pretty familiar with most of these guys. And it was a good lineup, especially at the time. Yeah, this is kind of when Sasaki is fully broken out as becoming a big Japan, like the ace, essentially. Um, maybe like behind your Sakimoto's and, but like next in line. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think Suzuki is the junior champ at the time, and Colt is the NWA champ at the time. 
That would make sense. That would make sense. And yeah. then, so I mean, a lot of heavy hitters. A lot of heavy hitters. Go Shizaki being kind of the not necessarily the person being flown out for excursion type work, but now is being like brought in as like okay, he's the up and comer of Noah. Like he is next up. He is the next big thing in that promotion. Despite Noah pretty much never being amongst the major promotions, I would say since like that 2008 period and whatnot. All right. You ready to hop into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So here we go. First up, Carnage versus Yoshihito Sasaki. And what are your thoughts? First up, I'm going to back up and tell you that I watched the opening four way. Good for you. Because it's a, because it's a tournament alternate match. And if you would have told me you were skipping it, we'd have things would have gone a lot smoother. Would it have? Because I hated it. I hated the match. It was terrible. Um, I have a lot of notes about essay. It's everything is fast but terrible. Oh, for the listeners, it's Kyle O'Reilly versus Marty Scroll versus Axeman versus Karsten Beck. And at one point, I say, "Why did Sam make me watch this? Is it because of the Yamamoto beef from the ring up the <laughs> the rings episode? <laughs> I don't know why he would watch this show. This match is horrible." Oh shit, that's the finish. This is hilarious. Marty wins, I guess. Hopefully he's not in the tournament. Yeah. And this, so that's my thought on that alternate. And the spoiler <laughs> is the alternate match never plays a role in this tournament. No. Now I will say I like the idea of just slapping that on a random match on the show to kind of give it meaning. Oh, for sure. I think it's worthwhile to do. That yeah. said, when I saw it was Mario Skrull, I was like, for a variety of reasons, I don't need this in my life. It's not going to impact this tournament. It's not really part of the tournament in my brain. So I moved on with my life. And we have, well, so we, moved on. And we have so many questions about the third place match at rings. Yeah. I was like, that's third place. That's a, for position. That's pole position, my guy. You never, <laughs> you never asked that question here. Hey, the match that doesn't I have any impact. <laughs> We're going to watch that with the sex best. Is that going to be important? I was like, no. No, it would not have been. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, what you started with is a much, much better match. Um, like I said, I don't really know Carnage, but this is just like two big, meaty men hitting me. Like, this is just... Even even though it starts out actually with some heavy grappling, like, it's heavy. Like, they're putting their weight into it, and and they're making a count. And then they get up, and they just start, they just start beating the crap out of each other. Um, I know at one point... Uh, Carnage hits like a real brutal top rope kick and then picks him up immediately and lariats him and then picks him up, elbows him, sliding D. And like, I loved it. Loved all of it. Great match. Great way to start a tournament. Yeah, it's a it's a hollow number. Saki is when we're talking about him a bit. And he rocks. He's just a total meathead and throws his weight into everything. Carnage feels sort of like a poor man, trying to a poor man's pro wrestling version of Miracle Crow Cop. That's yeah. the best I can give you. He just wants to use his big, long limbs and try to stiff whoever's across from him. And you know what? Not the worst idea to go with that strategy. It's It works here, I think, for the most part. But yeah, I think this is kind of a just a good way to start things off. It's heavy hitting. Sasaki, we're going to kind of just lay the groundwork of, hey, here's what this guy's all about. And then Carnage, I feel like every time I watch Carnage, which I've I've seen 
multiple matches from the man just because I got into WXW to some extent after this. And he's pretty good. I don't think like he's a world beater by any means, but he's not someone that really should have been completely ignored in the way that he eventually does get ignored uh, from this time period with Germany. Uh, I think he would definitely kind of stand out as far as like, oh, hey, if we had an indie wrestler on the American scene like this right now, he would be considered a lock as a top 10 guy. Not because he's maybe <laughs> top 10 talent, but he's so unique. All right, Dan, any other thoughts on this match? No, I don't think so. All right, let's let's roll it. It's called Commander versus Zack Sabre Jr. A match, I will say, I surprisingly enjoyed. A little long in the tooth, but it's sort of your classic Colt Cabana World of Sports inspired tournament match. He, he has these pretty much throughout his entire career of just like, hey, we're going to do the grapply grap that's just got fun little bits in there and nothing too heavy, nothing too wild, but just a little fun little horseplay. And I've come to respect that bit and be like, okay, as long as it's not too long and too, too much ham, it works. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts? I am less fond of it. Um, See, you you said it kept it short or you you said it was a little long in the tooth, but it's, it's actually like the exact same length of the match before this Um, felt 47 minutes long. I don't know. Like nothing was bad. Like they hit, they 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 achieve what they wanted to achieve, but the it just doesn't work for me. I just don't find it cute or amusing, and I don't know. It's it's he's the NWA champ, Colt Cabana, and he's in a tournament, prestigious tournament, but it doesn't seem to affect the way Colt Cabana wrestles at all. So, I mean, I well, nothing they did looked bad or was embarrassing. It wasn't terrible. It's just not for me, and not what I want in a tournament. Well, you have to understand that also. Cole is not representing the NWA here. Like, at no point do half these titles out there have any meaning truly outside of their respective regions. That's true. Uh, so I wouldn't hold that too much against him, but I get where you're coming from. It is something that I have grown to be endeared towards, which I know, you know, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. Moving on, Adam Cole versus Mark Haskins. And what I'll just say is a CZW junior heavyweight special. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm also not a fan of this. Um, I don't know if it's if I was had a bad taste in my mouth from the last match, but this month, it's like the last match, I didn't like what they were going for, but everything hit cleanly. I felt like nothing hit cleanly in this match. Um, I'm also, I, I think they look too much alike. Don't have time for that. Uh, <laughs> Just not for me, but it, it wasn't overly long, and uh, it was fine. It's just not not what I want. It's what you know, a bunch of high spots, and then the finish is a Panama surprise reversal into like a half half Nelson go to sleep thing that doesn't come close to hitting. But that's just the whole match is like that. Yeah, it is definitely not the the sharpest tool in the shed here. I enjoyed this match for what it was and the fact that like as long as we're not getting too long here i'm gonna be fine with matches like this 
when it's under seven minutes, this is the second shortest match of the tournament. I'm absolutely fine with just kind of bullshitting your way through that. So this works for me to some extent. It's not going to be my top match of the tournament by any means. I think I'm a little bit more on its wavelength than you here. All right, moving on. Go Shizaki versus Johnny Moss. Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? Now, this was back in the more what I'm looking for out of pro wrestling. Um, Go Shizaki is crazy over here. And uh, and Johnny Moss brings it too. Um, I feel like I have a million stories like this because I'm always bringing non-wrestling fans to one or two wrestling shows and then ruining them. But my friend Guillermo went to a Ring of Honor show where Go Shizaki teamed with Chris Hero. And I guess my friend just assumed they were just like a tag team forever. Because I remember not that long ago watching wrestling with them and he being like, what happened to Chris Hero and that Japanese guy? <laughs> I had, it took me forever to figure out what he was talking about. Um, but he made, it, he made an impact on Garamo. And uh, this really works for me. This is, you know, again, just everything hits hard. And I think that's a part of my issue with the match before this is that it's in a tournament surrounded by people that are beating the crap out of each other. Um, lots of lariats. Uh, Johnny Moss hits a killer spinning one at some point. Um, it might have been a tad over the top, but the stuff's hitting pretty great, and they were both over, and so, so I liked it. Yeah, I think this is one of the, I think this is the best match of the tournament so far. I know we're trying not to get into too much of that discussion so far, just so we can keep it a little bit more tight to the vest when we talk about best match of the tournament. But I think this is definitely at this point four matches in the most impactful. It is sort of. To me, like also like the thesis statement for this tournament to some extent of, hey, there is importance with the wrestlers that are here. One being sort of the one of the big imports and then another being sort of a stalwart of the scene in Johnny Moss. Johnny Moss reads to me as someone that absolutely should have been a Noah regular. He's just a consummate professional. He has all of the tools. He's a toolsy guy. You know how we talk sometimes, if you're a football fan, talk about toolsy quarterbacks who are like, okay, if they can figure out how to turn all of these intangibles into something, then really got something. And I think he just has all the tools to be kind of a plug-and-play wrestler anywhere he goes. But uh, he doesn't ever really do that necessarily. And this is just kind of a hard-hitting sort of bout that you would kind of hope here uh, in the middle of the, the card here. He's a he's a coach in NXT now, I think, or he does something for WWE. Yeah, that that oh. adds up. I believe that's the case. At one point, he was. I will say. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know if he's because now he was for a while. Yeah, there's been a lot of turnover over the past decade. So who's to say? But potentially, potentially for sure. All right, Big Van Walter versus Rico Bushido, winner of the shortest matchup. Of the tournament. And I think this really works. It's kind of a, an intro to Big Van Walter. In this specific tournament. But Dan what are your thoughts? No I completely agree. Um, I did some, I did a little bit of research. You know kind of figure out where everyone was. In WXW at that point. But you know Walter won last year. He's only been defeated by uh, Sekimoto. In like two or three years or whatever it is. Um, but you didn't need to know that. Like this, this tells the story. This puts Walter over as a killer. Um, 
He looks great. I mean, he's got like a baby face, but he's already so good. And they put him over as a monster here. It worked great. Yeah. Rico Bushido, one of the funniest wrestlers that we've watched so far. He's just tries to be like a shoot shoot fighter. He just doesn't have any sort of credibility here. Like he just does not look the part whatsoever. He could very well be a black belt. But when he's in the professional wrestling ring, does not look it. Does not look it. So very weird. <laughs> Goofy wrestler. All in all. Uh, but yeah, Walter squashes Rico with a big power bomb after a relatively short match. Dan, you're ready for the next one. Yeah, let's do it. Davey Richards versus John Ryan. I think John Ryan stinks. It's kind of my my big takeaway here. But then what were you thinking? See, I, I think you're a little harsh. Um, I think he's fine. I think he's like replacement level. And I, I think that between the Adam Cole match and the opening four-way that I had watched a lot of like Davey Richard clones. And then so seeing the real thing here worked. It was good. I enjoyed it. Dan, give me more than that. How could you? Um, what, what what works here? Well, I don't. I mean, I thought I thought John Ryan took everything Davy threw at him and looked good. I mean, he didn't mess anything up. It was it was crisp. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a it's a great match, but I'd much rather watch this than Haskin versus Cole or even Cabana Zack Saber Jr. Dang, that's rough. That's rough. I I, I get where you're coming from. I'm excited that we're going to get more Davy. It's kind of my big thing. David yeah, wins with yeah. a Fal- Falcon Arrow armbar submission. And that's that's a fun one. That's just like, hey, more wrestlers just start throwing that one out there. It works for me. See, my biggest problem was I don't know who John Ryan is, and he doesn't – I'm not going to praise him. I just don't think he's terrible. There's not a point where you ever think John Ryan's going to beat David Richards. So, I, he, you know, it could have been a little shorter because it's, it's eight minutes, and you never think John Ryan's going to win. So – Pointless near falls, but it, it was all right. All right. All right. Now we got Tommy Ann versus Sammy Callahan. This was way more than all right. This was way more than all right. Okay. Way more than all right. I like this a lot. Um, I felt like this was like the Walter match was, was, was Sammy introducing, you know, was introducing you to Sammy. Like, this is who he is. This is how he's going to, this is how he's going to wrestle. Like he's just, you know, all the things we all said about Sammy Callahan by the time he's fast, he's frenetic, he's, you know, just nonstop. He doesn't, you know, it's like a ball of energy. And uh, I thought Tommy Ian was good in this too. I thought his stuff hit good. I really liked his selling when uh, Sammy's got him in the stretch mus- mu- uh, muffler, um, just like desperately trying to grab Sammy's ankle. Um, yeah, I really liked it. What do you think? I'm not nearly as high as you. Uh, I think you're right on, though, this kind of a an intro to Sammy as far as like, okay, we're establishing the key players here. I think Tommy is just not a very good professional wrestler in my book. I think his striking always looks kind of pedestrian, especially across from a Sammy Callahan who looks like he's throwing his entire body into every single attempt. Um, but yeah, I think this, this works from like a fundamentals aspect of like, Hey, we're going to show you, where Sammy's going to come in here and how he's going to play into this tournament. And that works. And I think that finish is pretty sick. So, well, Tommy Ann is also, it's funny because he's a guy I think of like, it's got a good look. 
You know what I mean? I think he looks cool. He's creepy, scary. He looks like such a geek in, in 2011. Yeah. He's just got little yeah. shorts on. Flabby. Yeah. Not me, not flabby, but no definition. Barely any tattoos. Not what he is now, yeah. Yeah. Now he's ripped to the gills. So. All right. Moving on. El Generico versus Kataro Suzuki. A match I did not particularly enjoy. Damn. I had a real tough time with this one. I yeah. had a real tough time with it. It's it's just it it's it's great, but it's all and not great. It's high spots and near falls and it's just but it's just all over the place. It's just like and a little too back what, and forth. Where they were trying to tell. Yeah. Like it just kind of starts in one place and it seems to stay on that course until the finish. At least that's how I viewed it. It's like we didn't feel like the ebbs and flows. As much as like, okay, everything's going to sort of rock within one degree of the center line as things just go back and forth repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then the crowd, which is a hot crowd, doesn't even seem, I mean, they're, they're hot for this, but they're not like for the last match of the first round. It's El Generico as the GHC junior champion. They're, they're not popping as loud as you would want. And I actually watched this twice because the first time I felt like maybe I wasn't really paying attention because I'm like, that match was kind of nothing. And I watched it again. I went, oh, it's just kind of a nothing match. Yeah. It is the third longest match of the tournament. And it definitely feels it. Definitely feels the length. All right. Yeah, that's why I watched it a second time because I thought I was like, you know, it was so long. That I'm like, I probably looked at my phone when I shouldn't have, you know, wasn't, wasn't giving it my full attention. I'm like, no, it doesn't deserve it. I was like, no match in the tournament goes over 20 minutes. So there's no like real beefy boys, but some of these matches that go over that 10 minute mark really, really start to show it, especially amongst all the stuff we're about to watch. All right, that's night one. Any kind of closing thoughts here on night one, Dan? Um, we'll see again because I watched the match I shouldn't have watched. So it started out with that, and then you know, Cabana. Zack Sabre Jr. and then the Cole Haskins were like the three of the first four matches I watched and you know not a fan of that and then it ends with El Generico Suzuki and I was like I don't I was gonna let you know I wasn't sure but I knew you liked this tournament I was like I'm not sure where Sam's coming from just yet I didn't hate night one but it didn't stick out as like a, oh we gotta make sure we get to review WXW 16 karat 2011 that's fair that's fair we'll just keep moving though to night two First matchup, Big Van Walter versus Mark Haskins. Dan, has Mark Haskins re- redeemed himself from first night? I put, I take it back, Mark Haskins is okay. Ah, there we go. That's my, first, that's my first note because he is willing to let Walter kill him, which is, you know, a big part of a Walter match. Um, there's, there's a, it almost gave, I felt like they almost gave Mark Haskins too much, but... Everything looked great, and it was more of Walter being a killer, and it just kept putting them over as, like, this is Walter's tournament to lose. It's very clear after the first two matches. Yeah, I feel like the big criticism with Walter is, like, a lot of his matches feel the same because he just kind of dominates his matches. But my counter to that is always like, oh, yes, but they're they're better because of that. Um, we will talk about a match where he does not do that, and I will give my thoughts then. But matches are better when Walter is a dominating force because he 
can portray that so well. He's got such a great variety of offense to make that point across. And I think Mark Hasson's told the game to be like, okay, this is cat and mouse, and I'm going to be a darn good mouse. And for that, this works. This works. So the finish being Walter catching Haskins, doing the fireman's carry into a gut buster, big lariat, and that's over. It's just, it didn't need to be this big, bombastic finish, and it feels like for some of these matches we've watched, like, hey, they maybe go a little overboard to kind of prove a point. It's like, no, Walter, he's just kind of a one-and-done sort of guy. So, I was a fan. This is a good way to start night two as far as the tournament matches go. All right, Dan, moving on. Sam Callahan versus Yoshihito Sasaki. What do you got? Amazing. Just an amazing sprint. I mean, it's eight minutes, and both these guys go full speed the whole time. Um, they like Each guy keeps trying things, and then the other guy's counter is to hit them as hard as they fucking can. And um, it's just, you know, stereotypical, you know, Sammy matches. What you're expecting is what you get. Um, Suzaki's chopping them and Sammy's screaming, come on, um, cursing the whole time. Um, Even when they're doing the grappling, it's just loud grunts and screaming. Um, It's just, it's great. It was good. More, more, more good stuff from Sammy, more good stuff from Suzaki. Yeah, this is definitely a car crash sort of sprint. Works pretty much on every pea brain level. It's just like brain go burr here. And I was like, yep, this is why I like this tournament. This is why this worked for me. For things like this and that, we're still going to have Sammy Callahan matches to come. I got I got nothing other than the finishes for Sammy are a little Sammy. And we'll continue to be a little Sammy uh, with the kicking stretch muffler again, sealing the deal. All right. Kataru Suzuki versus Go Shizaki. This match is, is ass. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> do you disagree? I disagree somewhat. It's one of those things where I don't think it's ass. I don't want to come off like I think it's amazing. Um, I really, I was excited because I thought they were going to work this as like another, you know, big versus little, another, you know, stiff. Goshizaki is the favorite, and you know, the cat and mouse, like you said, that's not how it's worked. It's it's a it's a Noah epic in 17 minutes in Germany for some reason. Um, the crowd loved it. There's a lot of stupid shit in this. They do like the Jerry Lynn RVD roll ups at one point. They 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 just do everything, and some of it's good, most of it's not, and it's very long. Yeah, this feels like a political matchup of pro wrestling Noah wrestlers. It's like, okay, neither one can make the other look anything less than strongly competent. Which means like, okay, there's an again, just like the El Generico match, no real ebbs and flows. And it's just going to be kind of the same old business for the second longest match of the tournament. So, Katori Suzuki holds two of the top three longest matches ups in the tournament. I watched this match also on 1.2 times speed, and I still felt, wow, we're really taking our time here. So, there you go. That's, I think, the biggest comment I can make is that 
even watching it on a higher speed. Just couldn't couldn't get into it. Couldn't fill in those gaps. Dan, can you tell me what the finish was for this match? I didn't write it down. I have no idea. I was like, it's some sort of emerald-related move would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Like I said, I don't, I don't want to at all say I liked it. But if it sounds like you're giving it like a, a one out of ten, well, I'm like, oh, maybe a three. <laughs> maybe a three. Okay. I feel bad because I'm like, the crowd loved it. I don't, I don't know care why, about the crowd. The crowd, crowd just <laughs> loves them some pro wrestling Noah professional wrestlers. Yeah, they're like, thanks for flying over here. We're excited. Yeah, we're excited that you made the, the effort to come here. But moving on, Zack Sabre Jr. versus David Richards. All right, question now, Dan. Has Zack Sabre Jr. redeemed himself for you at all? Coming off the last yeah, match. I had a lot of... I had a lot of fear about this because I hated Zack Sabre Jr.'s first round match, and I liked Davey Richards, but it's also, like I said, Davey Richards had the benefit of me watching a lot of crappy versions of Davey Richards, but this was great. Um, it's mostly Davey beating the crap out of uh, Zack and uh, Zack uh, trying his best to turn it into a grappling match and, and trying to find ways to beat Davey, but Davey just being too much. Um, I, I really liked it. What do you think? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think this match rocks. I think the crowd sucks butt. So that's a bummer as there's just a a long extended dueling chant for these two with no regard for the actual action that's being put in there. So it's frustrating to be like, okay, the experience of this audience is not lined up with at all with what I'm seeing with one of the biggest names in indie wrestling in David Richards and one of the biggest names in UK indie wrestling in Zack Sabre Jr. So I just feel like, okay, I don't know why the crowd's so bad here, but Davey does his Davey business. And I think that's great. Like I think at the end of the day, I've just come to terms with, okay, I don't think David Richards is bad. I think he's quite good at professional wrestling. And it feels like, okay, my 2011 brain, was correct in some places. He's just a ball of energy and always keeps bringing it. There are so many wrestlers that don't do that and aren't willing to throw everything they can into everything they do. And it's just like, Davey doesn't do that. He doesn't take nights off. He's just going hard, making a good impression. So I think this works. And again, like I like the dynamic of Zack Sabre Jr. trying to hang in there and throw his own kicks and whatnot but he just doesn't have nearly the heat that Davey has. It's it's worked almost like Davey facing a lesser version of himself. Like Zach's not there yet. Like they're very similar wrestlers in this match, but Davey is just a better version of it. Yeah. And also not a skinny version of that. Well, yeah. Zach Sabre Jr. is super skinny here. Yeah. He is a tiny wrestler. Now he was somehow tinier in 2011. Um, I do like the finish of just like, okay, Zack Sabre Jr. just keeps kicking out, popping off submissions, keeps getting out of harm's way only for him not to have any energy to actually mount any offense. So he just gets subbed. Brutal, brutal stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan. That is going to conclude night two. Dan, are we moving in the right direction so far? Oh, Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, night three. Sammy Callahan versus Davey Richards. Dan, 
thoughts? Uh, this this was again amazing. Um, like you said, like you said about Davy, same is the same. Like they are bringing in their all. They're all they're giving one hundred and ten percent. And at this point, I know you don't care about the crowd. They are fully in love with Sammy. Um, and what this match shows off, which Sammy hasn't really showed off in the other matches, is his selling. Um, I love how desperate he looks whenever Davy's grabbing a hold. Um, this was really, really good. Um, the there was the ankle lock versus stretch muffler battle that re- that led into the finish run, and I I thought it was great. I thought it was work well worked, and both guys, um, just they wanted to win. Like they were both desperately trying to win. They both were throwing everything they had because they made it to the semifinals and they wanted to get to the finals. I don't like this match very much. Whoa! <laughs> uh, I wanted like to. I wanted to. I just felt like this may, felt a little too even keel. It didn't feel like it felt like it was wrestled with the intent that hey, both these guys, one of these guys is going to have another match tonight. We can't really go too wacky and wild here. From a political point of view, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. But then Davy Richards just goes down clean as a sheet, and I was like, okay, was not expecting that. Not expecting that. I was. No, he doesn't tap, right? It's a different finish. No, he gets just bent, just down with the yeah. sliding D. And he's done. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, but no, doesn't seem that. But I don't think that's would have expected like a late kick out or weird business with a submission. Um, maybe a choke out. You know, something where he doesn't actively have to fall to the the move whatever it is so i thought this was just a ho-hum that's where i'm landing all right dan moving on big van walter versus go shizaki thoughts yeah now was this the match you were talking about being the longer match you're not enjoying or was that the earlier shizaki match because i like this i do not like this i think this match is not very good i think um I am actively against Big Van Walter wrestling this way and think trading Go Shizaki like prime Kenta Kobashi is a capital offense. But what are your thoughts? I'm coming out hot, but curious where you I, <laughs> what brought you joy here. I mean, they are treating him like that. Whether or not I think they should, they are. So, I, I mean, that's just where we are. Like, this is wrestled as two giants, you know? meeting and i think it showed off that walter can sell and there's lots of stupid loud chops and um i loved when walter goes to the top rope for the splash the, the crowd goes ooh, like they're just like they're like they, they know it's coming it hits the splash great near fall um yeah i really enjoyed it i thought of all the longer matches this was this was the one that i, I liked the most the longest match of the tournament at 18 minutes i I will respect where you're coming from. This is not a style that will quite endear me. And I don't think I wish 2020, 2019 Goshiyazaki could be transported back in time to this tournament. Cause whoo boy, that would be a humdinger of a run he had here. Um, I also don't think 2011 Goshiyazaki was quite up for, the task. That's where I'm coming in. All right, though. 
Now we're in the main event. The finale. Sammy Callahan versus Walter. Sammy, before the match starts up, gets on the mic and says how mad he got seeing Walter last year winning 16th carat and then breaking the trophy. Just won't let it happen. He has vowed to make it his mission to beat Walter here tonight. Dan, what are your thoughts on the finals of the 2011-16 carat? I don't want to spoil the award section, but this was a masterpiece. This was beautiful. Uh, it starts out with Sammy doing his deal like he started the debut match. He's just getting himself pumped up, and the bell rings, and he charges across the ring, and Walter eats him up. Walter Walter beats him up in the ring. They takes him outside of the ring, and he beats him up. Sammy's trying everything, but Walter is just too powerful. Um, yeah, I really like this. Walter looked at the peak of his powers, and Sammy is just, again, desperate, desperate for the win. Um, the spot where Walter puts him through a merchandise table at ringside because he's okay with winning by count out. He struts back to the ring and the count starts and the, the fans literally help Sammy up and roll him back into the ring. It, it's amazing. And then he gets power bombed and you think that's it. And he kicks out. Um, and that's kind of where Sammy like gets, you know, gets up and he starts with the chop blocking and the kicking and just trying to, to chop down the tree that is Walter and the finishing uh, stretch of having Walter in the stretch muffler. Walter gets to the rope. Sammy Les goes and pulls him back to the center and then gets down on the ground and holds Walter there. And Walter, just there's nothing he can do. He's taking kicks to the face and the head. And eventually the ref stops it. I thought everything in this was perfect. Yeah, this is one of the best finales that we've discussed thus far on Talking Tourneys. This is... Everything you can kind of hope for from a Sammy versus Walter match. And they, what we kind of try to do on this show is walk through the tournaments, kind of go through every phase and figure out, okay, what works here, what doesn't, but at each leg of the tournament, because that's what we're doing. It's not trying to view these things in a vacuum, but not even view them in the context of the history of wrestling or even these various wrestlers that these points are careers, but specifically how do these things work in the tournaments that they're in? And this is the finals. And this is between two wrestlers, how we've seen them develop throughout these three nights. And it kind of comes to a head here. That's okay. Sammy has shown levels of heart, but at the same time, most of what he's been doing is like, okay, I am the force. I will like a speeding train run through you. And Stop me if you can. But otherwise, I'm going to keep coming at you. Where Walter is the immovable object and it's like, okay, you will not unseat me. I am unseatable. I am unbeatable. I am older than the earth. I will be here till the end of goddamn time. And we, we just kind of see how that plays out. And to me, that's just like, okay. That's what we come here for. We, we want to see these culminations of these arcs of across this many matches, across three nights, this one venue in Germany. I think it's it's great. It's great. Um, Dan, I do have a question here unrelated to this matchup. Okay. Did you find the lighting on night three to be any different than the other nights? Because I felt like 
was it, it was so much better. Was, yeah, I could see. Yes. We were really in the dark here for when I explained like, word. I think the only word, I think I'm trying to come up with a better word, is just, it was brighter and that yes. was better. It was like they found a third light, another light. They're like, yeah, let me just uh, put that one right above the ring so we can actually see what the hell is going on. Okay. No, it's so funny you said that. I thought that and I actually, it really crystallized during this match because they go outside and I'm like, oh, I can see everything is happening. This is great. <laughs> um, I just want to echo what you said where I said I went back and I looked at some results and read some reviews of like so I could see where everyone was but like you didn't need to like Sammy had his story through the tournament and Walter had his story through the tournament and then you know you had Sammy's promo and I, I'm just gonna I mean I don't, I'm just already spoiled this is my match at the tourney this was the best final we've covered so far it's not I don't think it's super close yeah this is this is the one this is him and this works I think this works and it's also, to be clear, my match of the tournament as well. I think when a match like this happens, it's just fine to be like, okay, let's get this one out of the way. But Dan, the important question now is, we've covered match of the tournament, wrestler of the tournament. Who do you got? Uh, it's Sammy. Um, I like, because I liked his debut match way more than you did. Um, I, I just like everything he did. He didn't have a bad match in this tournament. And you could tell he brought it. Like, he was ready for it. I, I don't even... I guess Walter would be my second choice, but I I never had a second choice. It was always Sammy. Yeah. All right. We're lined up on this episode. I also have Sammy as my wrestler of the tournament, I think. I, I, I would like to make sure before you... You can say what you want about Sammy, but I want to make sure I get my score first. Let's get that out of the way. You want to do your score first? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Dan. I'm Give giving it, it a to four. Me. I'm giving it a four. Wow. He- heads and shoulders better than CZW, Tournament of Death 3, Banned My Ass. That's how far I'm taking this. A point five better. That's that's incredible. That's That says something. That says something. I'm going to give this tournament three stars. Out of five. It is on par with King of the Ring. 1993. Oh, this is a one point difference might be our, our starkest difference in a tournament so far. Yeah. Also very surprising since we did not, we did not start that way. It feels no, like, I, like I said, three of the first, well, I guess again, you're letting me know. I don't have to count that four way, which I had, I was teetering between 3.75 and four. And I hated that four way so much that when you said it didn't count, I was like, it's a four, it's a four. <laughs> Just no handle. Have to think about it ever again in conjunction with yeah, the tournament. Like, Fantastic. Uh, everything. I mean, I didn't like. You have the Suzuki uh, Shiozaki match, but outside of that, I loved everything from night two and night three. That's fair. So I just and like and like it told and like we said, this is the mission statement of talking tourneys, is getting a coherent story throughout a tourney and having it culminate like this and a good ending and putting Sammy over is just like, I don't know. I, there's not much more I could want from an attorney. Like if, if I, if honestly, if I didn't hate, I didn't dislike Siyazaki Suzuki so much, if you're that good from the night two on, it might've been even higher than a four. Yeah. I feel like if Suzuki was swapped out for someone else, this would have been maybe a different 
point of view on on some certain <laughs> things that occurred uh, across these three nights is that was a real damper in my book. And I think when I look at this, I'm like, okay, the longest matches were also the worst matches. Doesn't help for me. Whenever that happens, that's kind of a, the, the inverse of what you want. And it compounds a lot of the issues I have. It's like when more of the runtime is dedicated to the worst matches possible. We're, we're doing the wrong business here. There are matches here where three, the three worst matches are the three longest matches in my book. And they take up the same amount as like six matches. So it's just like, oh man, I don't want to do a stretch like <laughs> time of enjoyment, but they also like just big dead spaces in a lot of these I get, tournaments. I get what you're so instead of thinking about, like I'm saying, of the last, you know, what, seven matches, I only disliked one, but time wise, that's a huge chunk of it. And you also didn't like Walter Shiozaki. So that's, that's, those two matches are probably more than the other five matches from night two and three time-wise. I mean, easy, I would say. Yeah, and it's also like they break up the flow of these tournaments yeah, I get way saying. more than a bad eight-minute match. Um, like if I thought they were dog shit like you thought Adam Cole versus Mark Haskins was. That would have been more acceptable to me at eight minutes than it is at 18 minutes. That's tough, tough pill to swallow there for me. But for the most part, it is what I remember in a lot of respects. Like the good stuff that I remember is still good, even great. And I'm just so happy to actually have gone back and do this. And maybe I'll, <laughs> I had to come up with a final rating and be like, okay, it's three. I'm already waffling. I'd be like, I don't know. Maybe it was a little higher than that. Uh, that said, doesn't have. Green Phantom jumping with a thumbtack skateboard, so I'm not sure I can go up to 3.5. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Dan, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure. See, I thought you were going to go higher than that. That's why I'm like, I want to say it first because I know this is the one you picked. I mean, you're famously a Sammy Callahan guy. I'm like, I want to make sure the people know. Like, I love this tournament. Um. I'm pretty shocked. I mean, I'm not shocked. I knew Worker and Matt, we were going to have the same thing. I don't I don't really see an argument for different answers for those two. Yeah, if someone doesn't want to say Walter, I wouldn't fight them too hard. Because I do think the Rico-Mushida match is a more interesting performance than anyone else really gives. In the sense that, like, okay, everyone else gets put against a theoretically good professional wrestler. And Walter does not. <laughs> he makes the most of it. <laughs> so, like, it's like, okay, I don't like Tommy M, but he's more of a pro wrestler than Rico. Well, it's uh, funny because I told you I know Rico from the Ambition shows mostly. And in those shows, I think, man, he doesn't really fit. And it's like, maybe he fits better in like a normal for wrestling show. He doesn't. No, no, in Ambition, I know he he's does. He's always sink. trying to act like that and it doesn't work. Yeah, he, again, he tries to be a shoot fighter with no real inclination to that in the professional wrestling setting. But that does apply to also ambition that is just 
shoot style pro wrestling. It's like, okay. He also cannot ground it. <laughs> so it's just like, what? <laughs> what is the point? What are you doing, man? Good lord. What does he bring to the table? Nothing. Nothing. He's on commentary with Alan Forel. That's that's all. That's probably that's not at all possible anymore. I don't think I cannot recall when Alan last did WXW. See, I, I watched this without the commentary. Oh wow, good for you. Was this because that was the download for you? I mean, that was that was just the default way it was on high spots. Wow, well, you missed a very funny bit. Is that I have the DVDs, so I watched the DVDs. And in the finals, and I should have said this before, I'm what, German commentary. There is no English option. It's either off or German. But when uh, <laughs> Walter misses the splash in the finals, they, the, the commentary just says, no water in the pool. And I just started <laughs> dying. I was like, amazing, incredible. That there's one that anecdote is what you say in German, whatever. Very funny bit. Very funny bit. Dan, any closing thoughts here to 16 Carat 2011? I don't think so. I mean, I made it clear. Like, I liked Tournament of Death 3 so much that everything since then that if I liked, I've capped it at 3.5 because I haven't wanted to take that away from Tournament of Death 3, but this, this did it. Took you a long time to get through it, but you made it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was worth it, I ten, guess. Ten, ten, ten tournaments later. Ten tournaments later. And I guess now would be a good time to say, hey, next episode, we are going to be having a special guest on. We'll announce that on Twitter when we officially record. But we're talking about DDT for 2015 from Pro Wrestling Gorilla. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um... I, well, I'll just say, why am I saying special guest? I love him. He's a part of the network. Tim from QNTR. He's a special guest. The way you said that, I thought maybe Tim was wait, was like waffling and wasn't going to do it. I was like, oh, I didn't know about that. Dan, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't pick up the pace, maybe you will. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you got done the week. You got done the week. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Do you want to do plugs? I was going to buy a lot of your plugs. So I don't want to stop oh, you. yeah. Uh, listen to everything Sam puts out there. And then if you want to buy a house, you just got to DM me in Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia. I'll hook you up. Surprising. No one has yet, but when someone finally does, I don't know, we'll get better mics or something. Look at that. Wow. I don't know how you cover so much area. Uh, I'm at like the, I'm in Southern Ohio and like they all touch, like I can be in West Virginia in seven minutes and Kentucky in 12. That's wild. Geography is weird to me. All right. Thank you all for listening. Go follow us, the We Don't Know Wrestling Podcast Network at WDKWPN on Twitter to receive all of the updates on new episodes. Also, go subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. If we do not have it up where you listen to podcasts by some unfortunate event, let me know. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Otherwise, go leave us a review on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Otherwise, thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next time with Tim to talk PWG's DDT for 2015.